0: This is the Action Network Podcast. And it is good! All right, here we go. From the ten, throwing end zone. Spectacular
1: catch! They're saying it's a catch.
2: Touchdown! You see, most gamblers,
1: when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh my God, that's incredible! (laughs) Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You
0: want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway.
1: Welcome to the Action Network Podcast. This is your NFL Awards betting preview. Today we'll be looking at all of our favorite bets and long shots for all the big ones. MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, all the good stuff. So joining me today is Raheem Palmer. Raheem, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Life is good, man. We, we're a couple of Sundays away from you know being
2: able to bet large amounts of money on NFL games, so I can't complain.
1: Oh, man, it feels good. It, it feels good to have this little like two-week offseason between NFL and NBA. It's been nice to have a little bit of a break, but I'm excited for the games. We're going to do all of our NFL awards for the season. Uh, but before we jump in, just want to make sure our listeners know, exciting note. Coming up next week, first thing on the new week right here on Action Network Podcast, we're going to have our very robust AFC and NFC win total episodes. Can't wait for those. I'll be listening to those multiple times. Those will feature Stucky, Chris Raybon, and Sean Kerner, best in the business. So make sure to stay tuned for that. And today, as always, all of our odds will come from BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network Podcast. So we're going to start out with the big one at the top, MVP. That's the one that we like to talk about all year. It's the narrative-based one that we just love to, to come up with a new story every week. There are a couple of favorites at the top. We'll get to the favorite favorite in a second. But Raheem, last year, you were in early on the man who is the second favorite right now, who we thought might be hosting Jeopardy around this time, but looks like he'll be back in the Packers. Aaron Rodgers right now is at plus 1,100 as the second favorite. Are you back on Rodgers again this season?
2: You know, one of the reasons why I liked Aaron Rodgers last year is because the change in the playoff format. They only gave a bye to the best team at each conference. So there weren't two byes. In the past, getting one of those byes, it kind of put you in a position to where if you're a quarterback on one of those teams that got a bye, you had a great chance of actually winning the MVP. You know, I look at the Packers schedule last year. The NFC North was horrible. You know, you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. You saw that they completely turned over that secondary. And it was pretty obvious that, you know, they weren't going to be good. The Lions were the Lions and the Bears were the Bears. The best way to get to the playoffs is to be able to beat up on your division. And that's what they were able to do over the last couple of years. But I think the offense takes a small step back this year. I think they got a really tough schedule specifically towards the end of the year when they play Baltimore and they play Kansas City. So I'm out on them this year.
1: Yeah, I'm out on Rodgers as well. That's just not a bet that I want to make. Uh, Something smells off a little bit to me, you know, with with all the drama this offseason, it's just hard for me to believe that he's just going to step back in the locker room and everything's just going to be great now. I just feel like there's going to be some residual drama that's going to carry out. And the other thing, too, we just don't see a lot of back-to-back MVPs in the NFL only since Brett Favre won it three times in a row in the late nineties, Peyton Manning is the only player that has gone back to back MVP. So it's just, you know, we get bored. Voters get bored. It's a narrative thing. We want someone new. We see it in every sport. So I definitely don't like the odds on Rogers. So that brings us then, I guess, to the other, the actual favorite Patrick Mahomes should be the favorite. I think we all agree. He's great. He's at plus 600 right now at bet MGM. So how do we feel about Mahomes? Is that worth a play?
2: I'm not gonna personally play it just because I mean I think it's fairly priced. He's the favorite. I mean Kansas City they 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 rebuilt their offensive line. They they tra- they traded for Orlando Brown from Baltimore. This offensive line is gonna be able to protect Mahomes, and you know he's already proven that he could dominate without you know a decent offensive line. Now I do think they need a little bit more help on the wide receiver. I, I like Hartman and, and some of those other guys, but I mean. Losing Sammy Watkins is going to hurt. But if I want to tie my money up for, you know, four or five, six, seven months or whatever, I want to go after something longer than that.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be real. He was going to lose Sammy Watkins by about week three anyways, because that's just how Sammy likes to roll. So I I don't know. Mm -hmm. He's still got Travis Kelsey. He's still got Tyreek Hill. You know, really like what we forget that like last season, they had a bunch of injuries. They had the O line stuff. Mahomes was playing through some injuries and they still were great and still clobbered everyone, even though it was like a huge step down from last year. That Mm. said, I basically agree with you. Like, I think Mahomes absolutely is the favorite. I think he's a very clear favorite. I think he's priced about right. But we also all know that he's the best player in football. We all know he's the favorite. What could happen the first few weeks of the season for you to lose the chance to bet him at this number? It's not like he's going to come out and put up like eight touchdowns the first game and then it's suddenly the line goes crazy. In fact, the first three weeks, uh, Mahomes plays the Browns at the Ravens and the Chargers. Those are three tough teams. Those are three teams that I think are definitely in the playoff hunt this year. The Chiefs could lose a game. They could lose two of those games, and if they do that, now you're actually getting a better price on Mahomes because you know that's that's how the lines are moving. So not much to gain on betting Mahomes right now. If you want to play him, I don't blame it, but but wait because he could get hurt, or Tyreek, or Kelsey could get hurt. There are a lot of things that can make his chances of winning get worse, and I really don't know what can make the odds move in a way that hurts you by waiting until. October or even, you know, middle, middle of the month or so. So let's move a little further down the list. I think we all know MVP these days pretty much goes to quarterback. Raheem, can you tell me the last non-quarterback who won MVP? It's Adrian Peterson. And I think it was in 2012. You, you got it. My guy, Adrian, last one before that was LaDainian Tomlinson in 2006. So that means in a decade and a half, we've had one non-quarterback MVP you got to take a quarterback here. Uh, a running back basically has to like shatter records and put up an all-time season in order to be able to, to be the MVP. I, I want to specify this. It's 2021, and the last 12 years,
2: we had two running backs run for 2,000 yards. Chris Johnson and Derrick Henry. Neither of them won it. Right. Adrian Peterson rushed for two thousand yards, and he he won it. So, I mean, that tells you how hard it is for a non quarterback. I mean, thirteen out of the last fourteen MVPs have gone to quarterbacks, and it's yep. eight straight since Adrian Peterson. These quarterbacks average thirteen wins. You essentially have to be a Super Bowl contender.
1: Yeah, so I think that it's important to know that, like when you when you're looking at all of these awards, and we'll do this for the other awards too a little bit. But what is the profile of an MVP? because it's not just oh this guy is really good it's definitely not who's the best fantasy player who had the best stats like that's not how this award comes out it almost always comes out to you know it used to be that you had to be one of those two one of those top 2 seeds in your conference if you got the bye week then you and if you were the quarterback on a bye week team then you were probably an MVP favorite You know, except for like one of those teams was like the Bears. So then they didn't have a quarterback and then there was three other MVP favorites and that was you just picked one of them. Now there's only 2 bye bi-weeks, so it's a little trickier and I don't think it's only limited to just those two teams, but that's why Mahomes is a favorite. That's why Rogers is a favorite. So at BetMGM right now, there is a tier that I think there's a tier of top 12 guys that basically BetMGM is telling us we got 12 possible MVP winners. Anyone beyond that, we're calling a long shot. Derrick Henry right now is the lowest rated non-quarterback on the board. He's at plus 5,000. So 50 to one for anybody that's not a quarterback. Here are the 12 names that have lower odds right now than Derrick Henry. So we already said Mahomes and Rogers. Here are the next 10 in order from uh, increasing odds. we got Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, who won MVP. Obviously Brady has as well. Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill, and Baker Mayfield. So basically, that's our MVP field this year, barring something crazy. So Raheem, you're not betting Rodgers. You're not betting Mahomes. Who do you like in this tier? This seems like the place where you're going to make your bet this year.
2: My favorite MVP pick, and I know it sounds probably crazy, but I like Dak Prescott. Really? Okay,
1: tell me about Dak.
2: I'm not really that high on the Cowboys, but the thing with Dak is that he's going to be solely responsible for their success. So he has a bevy of weapons at his disposal. I mean, you look at C.D. Lamb, you look at um, Ezekiel Elliott, you look at Amari Cooper, and then now the offensive line is going to be healthy, which they weren't last year. They're going to welcome the return of Tyron Smith, L Collins, Zach Martin. This guy was on pace to throw for 6,760 yards last season. We know the defense isn't that good. The NFC East really isn't good. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Washington football team, but I mean, we're not expecting much from the Eagles. We're not expecting anything from the Giants. So, you know, when I speak from that perspective in the same way that I, I thought about Rodgers last year beating up on the NFC North, I think this is a division that the Cowboys can beat up on. And then, you know, so one of the things I like to do before every season, and I'm going to write an article about this, is that I like to... To look at season win totals, compare each team and who they play. The Cowboys have the eighth easiest schedule according to Vegas win totals. The Cowboys, if they if Dak if can put up the season that he had last year and you know they could actually win some games, I think he's live at plus sixteen hundred. So that, that's a shot that I want to take.
1: So that one's interesting to me. Here's the reason why I would hesitate to bet on Dak. A couple of things. Number one. We know that to win MVP, you got to win a lot of games. You, you, you may not have to be a bi-week team anymore, but you're going to have to be close. I think you probably have to be in bi-week contention. I don't know that I can see that from this Cowboys team. Their defense is a wreck still. The division is definitely wide open. I'll give you that's defense that the division is in play, but I just, I just don't know if the Cowboys can get to what, like 12 and five, 13 and four. That is asking a lot of the Cowboys. Even if I think Dak can do his part, you know, it, it is, wins are a QB stat when it comes to MVP. So I, I don't know if he can get there. They also just love to hand it off to Zeke. When you get inside the five, they love to hand off and get all those touchdowns and, and make him happy, let him eat some cereal or whatever it is he's doing when he gets into the end zone. And, it, it, you know, we need some stats. We need those touchdowns. So uh, to me, Dak is a guy, I, I can see the perfect Dak season him getting on the ballot, but being like the third place guy. And that's like, okay, we got the big Dak season. So here's my pick. And th- this is maybe my favorite play on the podcast today. I can't believe that this m- number is out there and still available. To me, I think there are two favorites for MVP. I think they got the second one wrong. Mahomes is the favorite. He should be, but right behind him and not that far behind him should be the GOAT, as much as it hurts me to say it, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is Mm. plus 1400 right now. 14 to 1 odds. Let me tell you why Tom Brady is going to be the MVP. This is a narrative award. Tom Brady has every narrative you could possibly have about him. Like, look, Raheem, me and you normally are on NBA podcasts. And what do we talk about all year long? LeBron is going to win MVP because everyone wants to vote for LeBron. He's the greatest. Everyone wants to give him another MVP. Do you know that Tom Brady right now has only. Three MVPs, only three. Peyton Manning has five. Tom Brady has three. That seems off, doesn't it seem off? I feel like Tom needs another one. I think that the media is going to decide that Tom needs another one. He's right now he's tied with Rodgers, Favre, Johnny Nice, and Jim Brown. Only three. He needs a fourth. They just won the Super Bowl. We know the Bucks are going to be good. We know they're going to be competing. Like I, I certainly expect the Bucks have a better record than the Cowboys. They're going to be competing for that bye week in the NFC. If there is a weak spot on the team, it might be the secondary, which helps my case because now we might get some shootouts, get a few more stats in there. They have awesome receivers. We know how media likes to give the career award. Like what would be more media sports voting than to get that one last touch on a career to then to give out the MVP? Why is Tom Brady not one of the favorites here?
2: Look, I love Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady might be one of my favorite athletes of all time. Like, to me, Tom Brady is like Alonzo from Training Day. You give him 18 (laughs) months, he'll give you a career. I mean, we saw it in New England. I mean, it didn't matter who who he was throwing to. He was going to, you know, whether it be Wes Welker, whether it be Deion Branch, he made these guys a star, you know. And he has the weapons around him now, but I just don't see Tom Brady putting up the, the numbers that you need him to put up. He's 44 years old. I just I I, I just think there's guys out there who are going to outshot him. He's he has a great defense, so he's not going to have to go out there and put up, you know, the video game numbers of, you know, a Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes in order to win these games. And I think that's the thing that's going to hurt.
1: And I, I agree with every word that you just said. And I just think voters don't care. Because it's the same thing with the LeBron argument. The numbers just don't matter. The numbers don't matter when you're LeBron or Tom Brady. And when it's time for you to get your MVP votes, they'll be like, oh, well, he's so good. He didn't even have to throw the extra touchdowns and yards. He's so good. He elevated the defense. He was coaching up the special teams over there. Like, we will just go in on the narrative. I agree. He's not going to have the best numbers, the very best. I just don't think he needs them. I think he's going to be in range. At the very least... I'm getting my money in at 1400 because I think there's almost certainly going to give me a chance to cash out. If I'm getting cold feet, if there's another Mm. guy out there that's starting to run away, that's fine. But Brady's going to get down there to like five, six, 700. And if I want to cash out then fine, I'll just take my money and go let Mahomes or whoever run away with it. But 1400 is insane to me. There's no way halfway through the season that his number is going to be that high.
2: I think you may have a point because I do think if Brady's going to fall off, it's going to be second half of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is the, there is the age concern and, you know, just wear and tear and all that. Like that's definitely the concern with him. So, but I think it's at least a cash out opportunity, especially, you know, bet MGM allows that and some other books allow that. So definitely keep an eye on it. A couple other names that I have my eye on for MVP and I, I like these two, but I actually think that they're out there backwards. I know you like at least one of these guys. So I, I think Justin Herbert is an interesting long shot. I, lo- I love him. And I also, I don't even love him. I just like the number on Baker Mayfield. Now, Herbert right now is at 22 to one Mayfield's 35 to one. I think that's backwards. I think that Cleveland is the better team than the chargers. I think Cleveland Mm -hmm. has the better offensive system and the right coaching. Stefanski is the the coach of the year. I don't really believe in Baker to be totally honest. I think that he's going to get a bad extension soon. But I might be wrong. He looked really good toward the end of last year. The offense was really coming together. They're getting Odell Beckham Jr. back. Cleveland would definitely have like the darling story. Everyone would be so excited to crown Baker Mayfield. And he's not former number one pick to me, Herbert. I I love Herbert, but I was really sad when I saw his number. It's a little too low. It's just like he should be in that 30 to 40 to one range at 22 or even lower at other books I can't quite get there. Like when you're that close to a Brady or a Dak, there's just not a value in it for me. Mayfield at 35 to one. I think there's some value there just on Cleveland having the dream season. And then he gets into the mix. What do you think about those two?
2: Um, You know, Herbert was a name that I was going to mention next. I think the thing with Herbert is everyone knows that there's an inefficiency in terms of second year quarterbacks winning the MVP. Um, so you look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you look at Lamar Jackson. So everybody's looking for that next second year quarterback on a rookie deal where they have all the talent built around them. And it just, you know, it gives them that opportunity to really shine through and, and take their team to heavenly heights. I like Herbert because he showed me that he can win these games on his own and he has a good right receiver core. He has, you know, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen. He has Mike Williams. I think he's live, you know, and even at 22 to one, I like him. And I think one of the reasons why he's priced above Baker is because Baker actually plays in a run first offense. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's the, that's the only thing holding me back from betting Baker, like if Baker played in a pass first offense, I'd be all over Baker just because I feel like, you know, there was always this narrative that, you know, he was better without Odell Beckham. They're not better without Odell Beckham. You know, they didn't have as many explosive plays. And I think they're going to be a lot more explosive this year. I mean, Cleveland is proven to be, you know, a lot of sharps are on them to win a Super Bowl. I think they're a contender, but I just, them being a run first offense and, you know, they're going to be relying so much on Chubb. I can't get there.
1: Yeah, that that's true. That, that's a very good argument. I, I think in order for it to happen, you'd suddenly have to see Baker, you know, Carson Wentz, we, we all talk about that MVP. He almost won and whether that's true or not one of the reasons he almost won it or contended is because he suddenly his touchdown percentage just like went through the roof that year they just suddenly anytime they're in the red zone they're just getting passing touchdowns so I think for Baker to win you need something like that to happen The the running to get them up and down the field you know but Baker suddenly gets to 40 touchdowns because Cleveland's offense is just really good and suddenly you know they keep getting tackled up at the, at the two and Baker's getting all these like two-yard touchdowns so I, th- I think you're right I think that's the sort of like statistical anomaly. I think if he won, he would be like a, a winner that maybe we'd look back and be like, uh, eh, he probably got a few like fluky stats to go his way in order to get there. But I think it's an interesting one. So, so we've looked at that top 12. Do you have any, any long shots that are on your radar? Anybody who's like 50 to one or longer that you, you want to get at least a little bit of money in on?
2: If there were somebody, it would be Tua. just because i mean that's just another second year quarterback who you know last year he came into the season he's coming off an injury from alabama you know he really never really found his footing because you know they didn't really trust him all the way i mean they had (laughs) always made this joke like what if you had like closing quarterbacks (laughs) and i mean last year we basically saw that with him and ryan fitzpatrick um And I think this year, you know, they actually put some weapons around him. So I think he he's a he's a guy I would take a long shot on.
1: I like it. I like it. So Mm. I've got two long shots for you. I don't I can't tell you I can't look you in the eye and tell you I really, truly believe either of these guys can win. However, this is where the cash out is key. I do absolutely think that these guys can can be the darling for a few weeks and can put you in a position to cash out. And, or just hang on and see if it breaks your way. So here's my guys. First one is a rookie. And I know rookies should just win rookie of the year not MVP. But if the bears defense is awesome. And if Andy Dalton sucks for a couple of games and Justin Fields comes in and turns that thing around and the bears start winning and like, look, I live in Chicago area. I know what a Bears season looks like. The defense does crazy things. The quarterback makes a few plays. They go like 13 and four. You know, the Rogers thing makes the Packers season kind of go off the rails. Voila. We've got, you know, every like five years, the bears have that season. Everyone loves Justin Fields. Everyone's already getting hype about all of his, his uh, highlights and everything. 200 to one, Justin Fields. Just think that, I think that he could get into the mix. He could be one of those buzz names. And here's my, my absolute crazy long shot. 500 to one. This is more like the guy that I want my fantasy football team this year. And this is not even a quarterback. Austin Eckler on the chargers. Here's wow. word, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is going to be this year's Alvin Kamara, Joe Lombardi, the old saints quarterback coach is their offensive coordinator now. So he knows exactly how to use a running back. Who's a runner and a great receiver. Eckler has already been a huge producer the last couple of seasons. He puts up huge numbers. Start of the season. The chargers play Washington, Dallas, Kansas city, and Vegas. That's some bad defenses after Washington. That's going to be a chance to like, like I could see Eckler putting up like 100 and 100 receiving and rushing game. I can see him getting, you know, a couple three or four touchdown games. That's part of why I don't want to go Herbert because I think Eckler is going to have a monster statistical season. Like I could see him doing like a thousand yards rushing, a thousand receiving, or hitting some of these numbers that just very few people have. So 500 to one again. You may have to look for a cash out opportunity. We've set a hardest for running back to get there. He's clearly not going to run for 2,000 yards. But Austin Eckler, 500 to one. Am I absolutely crazy?
2: You're absolutely insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, I just don't even, I don't know how he surpasses his quarterback.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. But at uh, five hundred to one, so I like it. Okay, let's, yeah, let's I mean, move on. For a shot. <laughs> let's let's move on to rookie of the year. I just mentioned Justin Fields, so let's start with offensive rookie of the year. So interestingly, this one's been moving around a little bit. So Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields have actually seen their odds drop a little bit, because why? My boy from North Dakota State, Trey Lance, shooting up the rankings right now as he looks really good for San Francisco. He's up to plus seven fifty, nearly even with Fields right now. So Rookie of the Year, not quite as dominant by quarterbacks. Six of the last 11 rookies of the year were quarterbacks. So we've got Lawrence Fields and Lance. we got Zach Wilson. We've got Mac Jones if he gets the job. What do you think about any of those quarterbacks? They're the five favorites right now. Do you have your eye on one of those five?
2: When you look at this landscape, you kind of have to go with a quarterback. But for the sake of this podcast, I mean, I, I can't be boring in that, in that. that, I mean, everybody know that Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, they're, they're the guys. They're you know in good situations. But I think, you know, Trevor Lawrence is obviously the favorite. Justin Fields, he's not going to be starting right away because they're going to go with Dalton. And eventually, he's going to come in. Trey Lance, same with him. We don't know if he's going to be starting yet. Zach Wilson is going to be starting. So I think, you know, one of those four guys is going to win. But for me, I'm going with the running back. I mean, you mentioned that six of the last 11 years we had a quarterback. Running backs have won it four times. Yep. I'm going to go with Javante Williams um, from yep. the Broncos. I mean, both me and you, we've been high on the Broncos all year. We know Bridgewater, he likes to, you know, target his running backs pretty heavily. They have the second easiest schedule of opposing run defenses they get to play the kansas city chiefs twice they get to play the raiders twice are we sure melvin gorton is even good anymore uh, i mean are, are we
1: sure he ever was
2: <laughs> i mean i've never really been much of a big fan but i i think fangio knows that he's gonna have to rely on his running on on, on his running backs with you know the quarterbacks that he had whether it's you know, Bridgewater starting or drew a lot. So I think Javante Williams can have a big year. So, I mean, for me, obviously, the quarterbacks are the guys that you want to look at. But if you want to take a flyer on somebody, I think Javante Williams is a guy you want to take a flyer on. And then if there's another guy that you want to take a flyer on, I think it's Najee Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben threw the ball 608 times last year. They, They had absolutely no running game. I mean, their running game was basically Big Ben, throw the ball short, you know, throws slants, those screens, stuff like that. Najee Harris is going to be the guy this year. So those are two I really really like for rookie of the year.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up Javante Williams, because when I was prepping for this podcast over the weekend, he was on my list and then he had a nice preseason showing and now his odds are dropping. He's, he's at 25 to one right now. He's 35 to one just a few days ago. So, you know, those odds are good. If you want Javante, you got to get him soon. Uh, especially if he keeps looking good and, and Gordon keeps not really doing too much. So one interesting thing to note on this, unlike MVP, quarterback wins don't matter, apparently, for Rookie of the Year. Those six guys who've won it, here's their, here's their number of wins each year when they were the Rookie of the Year. Six, that's last year with Herbert. Five, 13, that's Dak Prescott. Nine, six, and seven. It's not a lot of wins. In fact, that's that's just a bad team in some of those cases, that's an average of 7.8 wins. So below 500. And that includes 13 and three from Dak Prescott. You take him out. That's an average of six and a half wins. So you do not need a quarterback to win. This is a stats thing. You need stats. It doesn't hurt to be in like an immediate place, you know, like if Zach Wilson looks good. Yeah. You better believe he's going to get a little New York bump in there. Um, so don't be afraid to bet on a, a Trevor Lawrence just because you think, well, Jacksonville's not going to win enough. They have to win their division. That's really not how the voters do this one. Like, Again, if you get a Trey Lance or or a Justin Fields that's on a great team and winning a whole bunch, it certainly won't hurt your case. You know, if you can get like a 12 and five starting quarterback, sure, you're gonna have a, a good position there. But don't be afraid to to take the underdog if you really like them. That said, I, I don't know of those quarterbacks, there's not really one that super stands out to me. What's interesting to me is there is a sixth rookie quarterback that I think is gonna end up starting a lot of the season. He's actually not on the board right now at BetMGM. And I don't know if that's Mm. because of some uncertainties or if it's because he's just not even on the radar enough. The the odds go low. There are 500 to one guys on here. Right now, Davis Mills at Houston is not even available to bet on. Davis Mills, I think, is getting up starting most of the season. The Texans are horrendous. They're one of the worst rosters I've ever seen before. But that means expectations are very low. I don't think Deshaun Watson is stepping on football field this year. I think Tyrod Taylor will start the season, but we all know that he doesn't last very long. And then it's Davis Mills. Houston is, is, they're going nowhere. They're going to lose a lot. They're going to be behind all season. So they're going to be passing a lot. I don't think super Mm -hmm. highly of him as a prospect, but if he comes on the board at like a 500 to one, and we already know that quarterbacks win this over half the time. And I got a shot at quarterback. I'm going to take a 500 to one on that. So that's one of my guys here's my other 500 to one that I do love Elijah Mitchell from the San Francisco 49ers. He's a running back. He's, he was buried in the draft. I think he was a sixth round choice. So Elijah Mitchell is a perfect fit for what San Francisco likes to do. He's a one cut runner. He's Mm -hmm. really explosive. So that's exactly what you want in that Kyle Shanahan offense. He's looked good in training camp. He cut a bunch of weight and he's been running really well. Uh, you're, You're paying a lot more to get Trey Sermon. Sermon, I think, is the flashy name because he played at Ohio State. I think Elijah Mitchell is is the better fit. And San Francisco is going to be a good team this year. I think he can have a big season. I do like getting that running back. I looked at Kyle Pitts. I looked at Jamar Chase. I don't hate either one of those. It's just going to be really tough, I think, for a, a, a receiver, basically, to get the numbers that you need. So, to, to me, there's not really a favorite I love here. So I'm just kind of taking a shot at some of those long shots. So keep an eye out and better is if you like someone then uh, without a clear favorite, that means you might be getting some value.
0: This is Action Network podcast producer, Matt Mitchell, here to tell you our friends at BetMGM have a great new sign-up offer for our listeners, a $600 risk-free first bet. Here's how it works. If you don't already have an account at BetMGM, just sign up, make your first deposit, and place that initial wager. If the bet wins, you get all the money. If it doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $600. It's that simple. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the features gamblers like us love, like live betting and daily odds boosts, Plus, they're compatible with BetSync, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your Action App. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Now back to the show.
1: Uh, let's look over to the defensive side real quick here. Defense, again, there's not really a clear-cut uh, uh, favorite here. Micah Parsons is the favorite right now, Dallas linebacker. Uh, but it wasn't really the strongest defensive class. There was a lot of offensive guys taken at the top of the draft. So uh, Raheem, who, who do you like for defensive rookie of the year right now?
2: I mean, I think one of the things that you have to spec- I have to really specify is that edge rush- rushers truly have the edge here. You know, they're the guys getting the sacks. There's some pretty good quarterbacks in this field. But, you know, since 95, they've only won 12% of the awards because they have to get the interception. It doesn't matter how good you're locking down somebody. They want to know if you, if you... The rotors need to see interceptions. Yeah. So I'm going to go with two edge rushers here. I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips out of Miami. He's with the Miami Dolphins f- first round pick. He played in University of Miami. You know, he slipped down because he had some injuries. That's the first edge rus- rusher drafted in the draft. So I think you kind of got to go with him at plus 900. He's playing in Brian Flores' defense, you know, which is, you know, they forced the most turnovers last year. Uh, I think they're going to take a step back this year, but I think he can really do some damage in that in that defense. So I'm going to go with him, and then I'm going to go with um, – I hope I'm prom- pronouncing his name correctly. It's um Kawiti Pay out of Indianapolis. They lost some guys in Justin Houston and Danico Autry. So he's got to be the guy there, you know, if he can – deliver some sacks and some passing downs. He has a shot. So I like both of those. They're, bo- they're both at plus 900. So go
1: okay. to edge rushers. Yeah. I'm with you on edge rushers. Five of the last eight uh, defensive rookie of the year were, were pass past rushers. Uh, so the guy that I like, I actually took during the draft, he started to slip a little bit, but I'm really happy where he landed. So he's on the giants. I'm going with Aziz Ojolari. He's at 20 to one right now. And the giants are a really good defense. They, they've got, you know, up and coming, they, they really handled Seattle last year. Well, I think that, you know, in that division, they're going to have a lot of opportunity to cause some, some chaos. And I think that he has a chance to, to be one of those guys that even in part-time duty gets to like double digit sacks. And then that's going to put you in the mix here. So at 21, I like him. My other pick here is also in that division, uh, with Washington. I think Washington's going to have a really strong defense this year. So they're going to get a lot of attention and I like Jamin Davis. He's, he was their top pick this year. He's a linebacker for them. He had a really good, uh, opening weekend here. So his odds are starting to go down a little bit, but he's still 10 to one. I actually have seen him at some books be as high as the second favorite for defensive, uh, rookie of the year. Um, so at 10 to one, I think that there's a little bit of value just on the number there too. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's tough to find the right guy because no one has really cleared out from the field here. Um, but yeah, it should, it should be an interesting race. We'll see if anyone can, can, uh, Separate themselves a little bit.
2: Yeah, I I like Jamie David. That's a good pick. I like that.
1: Cool. All right. Let's take a look at players of the year, offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year. So we talked about this. Offensive player of the year sounds like it should just be the MVP. The MVP is never going to special teams. It doesn't go to defense. So shouldn't the offensive player of the year just be the MVP? Yeah, it probably should, but it's not. MVP is about narrative. We like to tell stories. Offensive player of the year is about stats. We like to reward guys who put up a big number. Offensive player of the year is more like fantasy player of the year. So offensive player of the year right now, the favorite is actually Derrick Henry, who was the highest non-quarterback. But, you know, Christian McCaffrey is our third favorite. Dalvin Cook is up there. Raheem, who do you like for offensive player of the year? Who stands out from some of those names? I'm going with Dalvin Cook.
2: When you're playing in a Mike Zimmer offense, you know that he's going to run the ball. And not only can Dalvin Cook run the ball, he can catch passes out of the backfield. I mean, he really has no competition as far as carries over there. I mean, I know you know Justin Jefferson has been great. Um, Adam Thielen has been great as far as you know being wide receivers who can stretch the field. But he's gonna get the majority of the touches, and you know he's he's gonna be he's he's gonna get the goal line carries. He's the guy over there. To me, I think he's probably the number one back in fantasy. This year, because I think, you know, Derek Henry is obviously going to take a step back. You know, he had 400 touches last year. We can go all into, you know, running backs who, who get four, 400 touches and Not how good. decline. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, I love. But I just think Cook is just going to get so many opportunities. So I'm going with him at plus 1800 to win offensive player of
1: the year. Boy, that sounds good to this Vikings fan. I'll tell you that much. I, I hope that you're right. Everyone tail Raheem's Davin Cook pick on that one. I like Austin Eckler here, although I really don't love the odds. You know, same same argument I made before. I'm surprised to see he's only at 40 to 1 on this one. The odds really flatten out after the top few guys just because this award can really be wide open. So I, I don't know if I'd play him at 40 to one. That's why I put him under my MVP at 500 to one instead. But I do think that he can be like a top three sort of fancy running back and be a guy that puts up huge stats and be in that mix. My main pick here is Patrick Mahomes. Maybe you've heard of him before. He's really good. <laughs> He's going to put up huge numbers. He's at 10 to one right now. He's the second favorite, but I don't know. I, I think he should be the favorite. I think he should be like five to one or something because why, why should his odds be any lower here than he is at MVP? It's a different award, but we know he's going to put up the numbers. He's going to have a huge, huge touchdowns, huge yards. He's doing crazy things every week that none of us have ever seen before. He's got great weapons. They're going to have to keep putting up the stats because the defense isn't great. It's almost impossible to me that Mahomes is not in the mix for this award unless he gets hurt or something goes terribly wrong for them. It's not a sexy pick, but we know he's going to be there and he's going to, going to give them a chance to win. How about defensive player of the year? So move on over to defensive player of the year. The name to look at first here, of course, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald has won three of the last four defensive players of the year. Unlike every other award in the sporting universe, we apparently like to just give defensive player of the year to the same guy every single year. Aaron Donald won three of the last four before that JJ Watt won three out of five. So is Aaron Donald just going to do this again? <sighs>
2: You know, I, I, I'm struggling with it because it's just – I don't I don't know how this defense is going to react to the loss of Brandon Staley. I mean, Aaron Donald is still going to be the guy. If I'm going to bet this award, I'm looking for a longer shot than that. I'm going to go with Chase Young. I mean, Chase Young, you know, 44 tackles last year, seven and a half sacks, 12 quarterback hits, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, four passes defended. You know, he's, he's going to get to play the Giants this year twice – I mean, the Eagles, I'm not really expecting much from them. Chase Young is on his way to being one of those next guys who can continually win the defensive player of the year. I mean, he's only 22 years old. And it's not only just Chase Young. I mean, you got to deal with Montez Sweat. You got to deal with Allen, Payne, Ioannidis, Addison. Settle This Washington football team front seven is just stacked, and it's just going to make his job easier. So I'm looking at Chase Young on the short list of guys who – probably is going to eventually win a defensive player of the year and maybe most of them.
1: Yeah. I like chase young. He was the name that sprung to my mind as I was like, okay, if it's not Aaron Donald, who is it? Young was the guy on my list. Here's the problem with him. Same thing. As we said, a couple other guys, the odds are already moving. He was at 15 yeah. to one. When I first looked at him, he dropped to 12 and now he's down to nine to one at MGM. So make sure to shop Brown, try to find the best line that you can. If you do want chase young, I see the case for him, but the value has really deteriorated quickly. For me, on this one, I was looking at okay, do I want Aaron Donald? I don't hate it, but I don't feel like there's a ton of value. I don't think his odds are going to move too quickly. Same sort of thing I said about Mahomes under MVP. Like, there's just no reason for me to get my money in right now on that one. He should be the favorite. He's at about the right price to me. That next tier of guys. There's just not someone that I get super excited about. Chase Young was the guy I was trying to get excited about, but the price seems to to not really offer much value. So I'm just looking down the board. I'm not doing too much on this one. I'm just going to take a shot on two kind of longer shots here. First one, Von Miller, 66 to one right now. Von Miller is a guy that's been in the mix for this award before. And then he just basically fell off the planet the last couple of years. Reportedly, according to Von Miller, he is 97.5% healthy, which is an absurd you know, like approximation of how healthy that you are. <laughs> but I do know that healthy Von Miller is an elite pass rusher and that Denver should be under Vic Fangio, a really great defense and that Von Miller would be the best player on a really good defense that would put him in the mix at 66 to one. I like that. My other pick is from that division. Another injury guy. I don't know if he'll stay healthy, but I love Darwin James. I love what he can be for the chargers Brandon Staley had John Johnson in that role last year, kind of being the quarterback of the defense, which is not so normal for safety to get that green dot. I think Derwin James is going to be that guy kind of doing everything Mm -hmm. for them. He's going to be a guy that'll be really easy to notice. And you'll, you'll read a lot of articles about this year. Like he'll be the guy everyone's talking about on podcasts because he just is different than anything else. So both of those guys need a lot to break their way, but that's why, you know, Derwin's at 40 to one bonds at 66 to one. I'm not doing much on these, but I think those are the long shots that I'd like to just have a little bit on. Anyone else Mm -hmm. on defense for you?
2: Like you mentioned already, I'm I'm kind of really struggling as far as the long shots. And, you know, I'm just thinking about this just now. I think one of the most underrated things about choosing like an edge rusher or, you know, somebody who's just on a defensive line to get defensive player of the year is how good their offense is. Like when you look at Aaron Donald, the year he had 20 and a half sacks, the Rams
1: offense was unstoppable. Yeah. So, so you're, you're just pinning your ears back and rushing the passer every single down because exactly yourself far ahead.
2: Exactly. So, I mean, that kind of almost, if Matthew Stafford can be what people expect him to be, that kind of gives Aaron Donald the edge here. You know, it kind of makes me rethink my position on Chase Young because, you know, you really need, you you got to have those opportunities to to get those sacks. I do think the Washington offense is going to be better than it was last year, but I don't know if it's going to be prolific to the point where they're constantly going to be ahead in games and they're just going to allow Chase to just rush the quarterback all the time. So that's something to think about.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, let's take a look here at Coach of the Year and Comeback Player of the Year. Just a quick look here, and then we'll wrap up for you. So start with Coach of the Year three of our last four winners were first-year coaches with a new team. So Kevin Stefanski is our reigning coach of the year from last year. Raheem, do you like one of these first-year coaches, or who's your pick for coach of the year?
2: The thing is, I mean, with this, I mean, you mentioned it already. The first-year coaches are really big. I mean, the last four winners, you got Stefanski, you had Nagy, you had McVay. But I just don't want to go with the first-year coach this year because, I mean, a lot of people are, you know, they're looking at Brandon Stanley, but I just, to me – They lost a lot on defense, and I don't necessarily trust them. And I I think they're playing in a tough division. They're playing with the Chiefs. I think the Broncos are going to be better this year. So I want to stay away from them. The guy I want to go with is is Riverboat Ron Rivera. He's at plus 2,000. I mean, I love this Washington football team defense. I've mentioned it before. You know, I mentioned going over on their win total. I think the offense is better. I love the Washington football team this year. So if I love the Washington football team and I think they can improve offensively while still maintaining a top-tier defense, I got to go with Riverboat, Ron.
1: I like it. I think he's won before, Mm -hmm. hasn't he? I'm pretty sure he's
2: won before. And I I think if there's one other guy I would go with, I would go with Kyle Shanahan. San Francisco, they lost so much, I mean, on both sides of the ball last year Um, in terms of injuries. You know, whether they go with Jimmy Garoppolo or they go with Trey Lance, they're going to have good quarterback play. I mean, they're going to have great running back play. They're going to, they're going to be able to score points. The defense is going to be up to, up to par. So I think those are my two, I think Kyle Shanahan's 1400. So those are my two favorites.
1: Yeah. I think to me, if I was going to pick a non first year coach, Shanahan would be my pick, but Mm -hmm. to me, this is a, this is another narrative award. You need to win a bunch and you need to have a good story. And the first year thing and like turning a team around is just such an easy story to tell for voters. The problem is there's just not a first year coach that I really love in the spot this year. Normally there's just one that I'm all in on. I tried to get there with Arthur Smith in Atlanta. I love Arthur Smith, but they traded Julio Jones. That just seems like a long project to me. I think I could see Atlanta getting into the mix, but not quite winning enough for him to like really impress people. So to me, the first year coach, I'm going to give you two. I like Brandon Staley but he's the favorite he's at 12 to one. I don't like the odds. I'm not playing it right now, but I do like the chargers. I like what they're doing. I think the defense is going to be a lot better. I think Herbert's going to be really good. I've talked a lot about Eckler. A lot of chargers love here. Here's the problem. Here's how the season starts for the chargers is Washington, Dallas, Kansas city, the Raiders, the Browns and the Ravens. That's a tough opening schedule that tells me I should wait because this is all about getting in at the right time. As all betting uh, picks are, and they're probably going to lose. He's new. He's a new coach. It's mm-hmm. a new team. It's a young team. The defense is figuring themselves out. Herbert's not just going to suddenly be an MVP overnight. If you're going with Staley, you like him because they're going to close strong. So I want to play him, but I'm not going to play him yet. I'm going to wait until you know maybe they're two and two or two and three or something like that, and it's going to give me a much better shot. The other guy that frankly I don't like at all. I'm just totally just playing the number here. I'm looking way down the list. Uh, I think there were seven first year coaches and no, I'm not going with, with uh, Mr. Coley over in Houston because no (laughs) no one's even heard of him before, but I'm going with the second longest shot on the board, Nick Sirianni with the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's the simple reason he's 50 to one right now, that division, Mm. I think is wide open as much as anywhere. And it's just not that hard for me to see a scenario where Philadelphia wins a division. They're not very good, but what if they are a little good? What if the offensive mm. line stays healthy? Their defensive front is talented. Like, look, that there's still talent there. Uh, Jalen Hurts could have a good season. I don't think that he will, but he could. I, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I think that the Eagles could be really bad this year. I think they have a chance to be the worst team in the NFL. But fifty to one, all I really need is the Eagles to, you know, get to like ten and seven or nine and six, win the division. Maybe there's not a big standout favorite here. I just got to take a little sprinkle on it at fifty to one. Really though, I think you and I can agree pretty much just anyone but Cliff Kingsbury here. Just, just don't get your money on Cliff Kingsbury. Save <laughs> your money. Don't get in it at all. Go buy a yacht. Go do something else with your money or play it on comeback player of the year. Our last one here. So comeback player of the year. How about that for transitions? We've got a whole bunch of guys on the board coming back from injuries, or I don't even know what some of these guys are coming back from, but uh, Raheem, who's your comeback player of the year?
2: First thing I want to say is you also don't want to put your money on Zach Teller. I think we both <laughs> agree that Zach Teller and Cliff Kingsbury are probably going to be two of the first coaches fired. So you yeah. want to stay away from those guys. No, thank you. For me, I'm going to go with Dak Prescott. Yep. I mean, if, I, if I'm taking him to win MVP, I got to take him to win comeback player of the year. This field is deep this year, but I really like Dak. I mean, it's, it's, it's only plus 220. So if you want a long shot, I think you got to go with Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be the focal point of the offense. He played just three games last year, and he still scored six touchdowns and had 374 yards from scrimmage. This is a guy who can catch 100 passes while getting 200 carries. So that's my favorite, you know, long – it's not necessarily a long shot, but at plus 800, I think that's more than live.
1: So you you had me, and then you you lost me. Well, you didn't lose me. Christian McCaffrey is going to be good. Look, Dak Prescott. You gotta bet Dak Prescott for for comeback play of the year, plus two twenty. This is nuts. He should be like I, even odds versus the field. Dak Prescott is the quarterback of America's team. Unless he breaks several legs off again and doesn't play the season, Dak Prescott is going to be the comeback player of the year. He's good. He's gonna pass a lot. He's one of. He's maybe like a top five quarterback now. Now that we've had a few guys age out and retire. He, you know, the injury is not one that's been giving him any troubles in camp. It's some other stuff that he's working his way through. 220 is insane on this. I think this is maybe the best value of any of the things we talked about. Quarterbacks win this award. The last three comeback player of the year were quarterbacks. Nine of the last 13 were quarterbacks. Guess why? It's a narrative award. We tell stories and who is a better story than Dak Prescott, who we all watched his leg crumple under him last year and wondered if he'd ever play again. And somehow it's going to be on Monday Night Football like 12 out of the 17 weeks because that's what they do with the Cowboys. We're going to be watching Dak all year do good stuff. I just think it's insane to be even at 220. I'm definitely getting my money in on that. I just think that that is a no brainer pick here.
2: Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Oh, so we're on the same page. I mean, that's good. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I give people something of a a longer shot.
1: If I had to take a longer shot, I tried to go down, down the board a little bit. I think Odell Beckham at 25 to one, I could see, you know, like the Brown story and everything. But I don't know. I don't need any long shots on this one. I love my long angles. I love to get my odds there. To me, Dak Prescott comeback of the year is how I'm funding all the rest of the bets we've talked about on the podcast. I'm going to make some money off of Dak winning that one and then spend it all on all my other long shots the rest of the way. So, all right, well, that's going to wrap it up for our NFL awards show here on the action network podcast. Good news. This was only part one, make sure to come back next week for part two where Raheem and I will be back with all sorts of exotics and prop bets, yardage, TD leaders, last in the division, all sorts of stuff. And of course, don't forget to watch this feed for next week for our deep dive on AFC and NFC win total episodes from Stucky, Chris Raybon, and Sean Kerner. That's probably my, my favorite episodes of the season coming up. You can also follow Raheem and Matt Moore and me for all things NBA at our brand spanking new podcast feed buckets. Please make sure to subscribe to that and rate and review that one. And this one, all of our new podcasts here at the Action Network. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Brandon Anderson. This has been the Action Network podcast. We'll see you soon.